Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, all right, all right. Getting things started here on a Tuesday. My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Bonantoni here with you for the next hour, live from Las Vegas at our VSIN studio coming out of Circus Sportsbook. We've got a fun show. Wrapped up week 11 Monday Night Football yesterday. Giants gonna giant, but we got a jam packed show talking NFL college football, college hoops, NBA, the list goes on with a little help from my guys and my girl, Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook is going to join us as well as Johnny Avello of DraftKings. He's going to give us the book's perspective and Beeson Zone, Adam Kramer talking rivalry week, lots of games to get into on the college football slate all week long. I am pumped. Plus it's hot take Tuesday. So, you know, we've got our fire burning, fire burning on the dance floor, hot takes to get into. And speaking of fire, as we jump into our top five stories today as well, is Matt Nagy going to be fired or is he not? Let's dive into this story a little bit here because Mark Conkle, a very reputable reporter from the Chicago area, albeit he doesn't typically cover the Chicago Bears, reported this morning he had information from a top source that the Bears told Nagy Monday he would be fired after the game Thursday with the Lions. Bears minus three road favorites in Detroit, by the way. But Nagy then, in his regularly scheduled press conference this morning, refuted the report saying it's not accurate. He's not spoken to the team owner, president, or GM Ryan Pace this week. They typically have regularly scheduled meetings, but did not have them this week because it's already a short week with the Thursday game preparations. And I mean, I don't think anyone would be surprised if Nagy did get let go, although the Bears never in their 101 year franchise history have fired a coach midseason. It's 2021, so we know anything can happen. Numerous reports 
recently have acknowledged that players are out on Nagy. I, I saw one quote that he lost the locker room last season, but now it's gone. So interesting things that we've obviously heard the fire Nagy chance and yada, yada, yada. But we'll see what ends up happening after Thursday if this comes to fruition or if he was right in his presser. Number two on the list. Um, well, the majority of that press conference did focus on the Nagy situation. He did also confirm that Andy Dalton will get the start on Thursday at quarterback as Justin Fields continues to nurse a bruised rib after you know, the Sunday third quarter incident against the Ravens. It's also likely on the other end, Jared Goff will get the start. Head coach Dan Campbell said today they're leaning toward Goff getting the start, coming back from an oblique injury himself that kept him out this past Sunday. And I never thought I'd say this, but thank goodness it appears Dan Campbell listened to my segment yesterday, stardom or sit him, with regards to Tim Boyle, because I think we all can agree. Poor guy, he ain't it. He ain't it. Um, we talked about Matt Nagy's firing, but uh, there was a confirmed coaching change as well. But with regards to the New York Giants, as offensive coordinator Jason Garrett is confirmed out in New York. Head coach Joe Judge did make some pretty telling comments after the game last night against the Buccaneers as they lost 30-10, to saying that they need to put the players in better positions to succeed and would not comment at the time on whether or not they would keep Garrett. Apparently, we know why now. Freddie Kitchens is expected to take over the offensive play calling if he does take over as OC, be his second time serving an interim role of that nature. In 2018, we remember he helped the Browns offense in both points and yards down the stretch. The team went 5-3 and three with him calling plays. More on the Monday night game, though. Bucks back in the cover column. They are 5-0 straight up at home this year. 4-1 against the spread as favorites and a double-digit line that they dominated with a 20-point win. Some notable uh, prop bets that cashed. Tom Brady yards passing and rush yards over. Don't see that every day. He, he turned the wheels on for that 10-yard scamper. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones, 167 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, was also sacked twice. Godwin got the anytime touchdown at plus 110. If you got the first touchdown, 8-1. to one. Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, and Rob Gronkowski all over their receiving yards totals as well. Moving our attention to the NBA, LeBron James is going to be out tonight against the Knicks, serving his first ever suspension in his storied 19-year NBA career. Missing time for what the NBA called recklessly hitting Pistons player Isaiah Stewart in the face after boxing out after a free throw and, quote, initiating an on-court altercation. Lakers now getting seven in MSG. Also notable in that game, Anthony Davis and Derrick Rose, both game-time decisions. Meanwhile, for Isaiah Stewart, he's going to get two games for escalating the situation and aggressively pursuing James. The Lakers and Pistons meet again Sunday in L.A., and both James and Stewart will be eligible to play. So we'll see if... Hopefully not, but uh, if any more extracurricular activities take place. Number five on our list here, five and final, maybe the most anticipated college hoops regular season game of the season is tonight at T-Mobile Arena, right here where I'm broadcasting from in Las Vegas, Nevada, as the number one ranked team in the country, Gonzaga Bulldogs, takes on the number two UCLA Bruins, a rematch from last year's final four. We all remember when Jalen Suggs had that epic Half-court heave that sent the Zags to the national championship. We won't talk about when they lost the national championship. Anyways, Bulldogs minus seven on DraftKings. Total there around 155, 156. Both teams enter this game 5-0 with top five wins under their belt. Gonzaga beat number five Texas, UCLA, number four Villanova at the time. And both teams are three and two against the spread to start the early year. I just hate that we have to have it so early. Oh, I would love to see this game down the stretch leading up to 
the big dance. All right, time now for everybody's favorite segment. Tell me why. Tell me why. Where we're taking a look at just a few things that are confusing me today as we start the show, starting with tell me why. Jonathan Taylor is ahead of Cooper Cup on the MVP odds board, but still behind him for Offensive Player of the Year. One of these things is not like the other, folks. But listen, if Taylor stays healthy, he'll certainly win the rushing title, right? He's fresh off becoming the first Colts player in history to score five touchdowns in a game, had 204 yards in that dominant upset over the Bills. And with regards to Cup, he now leads the Rams wide receiver by 308 yards in from scrimmage now. So to me, I just don't really, I don't really understand why if he's ahead of him in the MVP candidates, why he would be behind him in Offensive Player of the Year. And I know last week we talked about Cup and how, you know, his stats were undeniable, which they are. He, him and Matt Stafford have had an incredible connection throughout the course this year. But the way that Jonathan Stewart, I mean, the way that Jonathan Taylor has put this team on his back, time in and time out, come on, let's get the guy some love. Which actually, you know, Taylor this year, Theoretically, he should put up around 2,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, which brings me to my next point here. Tell me why. Tell me why we give so much love to the quarterbacks for MVP and not any other positions or players. It doesn't make any sense to me because speaking to Jonathan Taylor specifically, since 1993, no non-quarterback has won MVP without a 2,000-yard season or setting an NFL touchdown record. That's crazy. And even if Taylor does it, I don't think that he would get it. He currently has nine quarterbacks ahead of him on the odds board, as you see it there. Tom Brady, understandably, remains the favorite. But Josh Allen still sitting at the second shortest odds at plus 600. Baffling to me, he's still so high on the board, especially after the last three weeks. Because even with that big win over the Jets, he has more picks than touchdowns in that span. Been sacked seven times. But I digress. We're talking about running backs here. Derrick Henry, obviously out of the conversation due to his injury. He's going to be done for the rest of the regular season. Christian McCaffrey, someone who is in and out of the lineup with injuries repeatedly. Jonathan Taylor's the only running back that an offense really is built around right now that carries the load for a team. So, I don't know. Anyways, it bugs me. Other positions can still be more valuable. Tell me why. Tell me why, guys. I just found this out. Tell me why we aren't betting road dogs, short road dogs, every single week. Listen to the stat. 51 and 19 in the NFL, road dogs of seven points or less. And I, I knew that they were clicking. Oh my gosh, who made this graphic, by the way? For those of you that are just listening over the radio or in podcast form, we need to shout out our girl, Michelle, for making the cutest little dogs, big bark graphic and all the little baby golden retrievers or labs. I don't know what they are, but they're beautiful. Anyways, I got to tell you, this is a tremendous win rate. And I, I knew that, that the short road dogs were doing well. I did not know it was 51 and 19. And looking deeper into some of those numbers as well that have been paying out, which I'm sure our guy Josh, Josh Applebaum, our market insights expert, loves dogs in general against the spread 92, 69 and one and road teams in general against the spread 96, 65 and one. Usually we do a segment called Where My Dog's At, but it might need to tell be. Tell me why. Okay, tell me why early. It might need to be Where My Road Dog's At. That was what I was getting at. But still, tell me why the Saints are giving Taysom Hill incentives to make more money when he starts at quarterback when they have continued to choose to not play him 
at quarterback. In case you missed it, Hill got a new contract yesterday worth anywhere between 40 and $90 million. Uh, big difference, obviously. But it's a hybrid contract dependent on the position he plays and only earns the top cash if he's the full-time starter and hits a passing benchmark number. But they're not playing him. And I'm not one to make comments on anybody's injuries because I'm somebody who complains about getting a hangnail or when my teeth are sore from my Invisalign. I'm out, coach. I just can't make it. I can't do it. But Taysom Hill dealing with his ankle injury, to, to me, if it's not something that if it gets worse would be season ending, you would want him in there, right? Like you would want this guy to play for you. I, Trevor Simeon's not working in the limited time that we've seen him. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying, why are we doing it? Tell me why. Anyways, remember everybody that as Thanksgiving is approaching, that means Black Friday is approaching as well. The VEASAN Black Friday offer is here, right here, right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also get a, nine, a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, data for the rest of the football season, plus 20 bucks to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, other gear. Hurry up, because this is a limited offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. And we have some very, very hot takes coming up around the corner. One of them that actually makes me physically angry. I'm heating up. I'm red right now just thinking about what Steph has put together for us. Ariel Epstein also on the other side. Stay with us. This is My Guys in the Desert. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zid Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with either. Zin Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free alternative. It's available now in 10 varieties. So you got spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, plenty more. Plus, for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zin, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available now at over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zin. Head on over to zin.com find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here on My Guys in the Desert. I don't know if you guys can hear the sound in the distance, but it's time for Hot Take Tuesday. We're sizzling up in here. So my producer, Stephanie, basically every week she gives me a sentence that I have to determine whether or not the take is hot and how hot the take may be. And today you're focusing on the Thanksgiving NFL slate. So her first take for me, Bears-Lions will actually be the most entertaining game. I don't think this is as hot as you think because first of all, short spread, when there are two bad teams, typically could make for a pretty competitive game, relatively speaking. Plus, even off the field, lots of storylines to follow up here. We talked about it in our top five, but the is he or isn't he going to be fired saga with Matt Nagy, Andy Dalton in at quarterback, Goff in at quarterback. Will he be okay with the oblique straight? I think there's lots of interesting stuff. We should actually take a shot for every time the word fired or some sort of a synonym phrase comes up with like regards relieved of his duties or any sorts of questions about it. Let's do it. Let's see how it goes. Next one here. The NFL should stop giving the Lions and Cowboys automatic Thanksgiving games every year and mix it up. This is medium hot because some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. I personally vibe tradition. So even when the teams aren't good, I just expect to watch you know motor city mayhem on thanksgiving it's just something that i enjoy i think it's a cool thing i like it like i said i like tradition keeping it with the cowboys the boys will lose their third straight thanksgiving day game they lost in 2020 41 16 to washington 2019 26 15 to the bills um i think this one's a little bit too high cowboys are going to do work on the raiders spread seven and a half right now total 51 Raiders are just a reeling team. I know Cowboys are dealing with some injuries, um, likely not to have Stevie Lamb, which is a bummer for not only the Cowboys, but Stormy Bonantoni and her fantasy team as well. Um, last one here. Pumpkin pie is nasty. This one just upsets me so much. Definitely the most scorching hot take, but I thought that. But apparently I'm just dead wrong because my producer Steph says this. Um, John, our other producer here says this. And I 
think it's completely wrong. I think pumpkin pie should be a food group. I think it should if be all that you really need on Thanksgiving anyways. Put all the whipped cream on it. Stick your face in it. I don't care. Pumpkin pie is a way of life. And if you disagree, there's something wrong with you, not with me. Time to welcome in our girl, Ariel Epstein, host and betting analyst over at Yahoo Sportsbook. Ariel, I got to get your opinion on this because I'm very frustrated with the people that I work with here at VEASAN and their opinions on pumpkin pie. How do you feel? I don't like pie. Apologies if I no. am on the wrong side of this. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> emotional. No pie at all. So what's your go-to on Thanksgiving then? Mashed potatoes and turkey. I hate going anywhere. I've been to a few Thanksgivings where they haven't given out plain mashed potatoes. People try to be way too fancy on these Thanksgivings. I'm not about fancy. Just give me the good stuff. I'm with you. Hardy is good, but I just I can't understand the discrimination that we have on this program today about pumpkin pie. I know that it's basic to like pumpkin flavored things, but I am all in. But I digress. Let's stick, though, with the Thanksgiving trend, but talk a little bit of football because that's what it's all about. Uh, are there any plays that you particularly like when you look at the three games on Thursday? I love how you say football is what it's all about, Stormy, because that's true. That's the best part of Thanksgiving, just nonstop football. The game that I'm actually looking at, well, the first one is the first game of the day. The Bears team total over 23, I like. Okay. Now, the Bears have been bad on Thanksgiving. That goes without saying. This team has continued to lose on Thanksgiving pretty much, uh, I guess. Well, unless they face the Lions. So the Lions are terrible. And the last time that these two teams played, the Bears actually went over this, those two Thanksgivings. I like the Bears team total because the Bears won this first game at Soldier Field 24 to 14 this year. The Lions have the second worst run defense. That's exactly where Chicago attacked their last game with their running back, David Montgomery, rushing for over 100 yards. And Andy Dalton actually looked pretty good in the, against the Ravens. He came in in the second half after his quarterback got hurt. And he ends up throwing for over 200 yards. Now, it was 201 yards. The Lions don't have a good defense. Justin Fields only threw for 209 yards in their game against the Lions their, the last time out this year. And Andy Dalton did that in a half. So I'm going to take the team total over on the Bears. Yeah, and a relatively even betting split on this game in general. And people just keep hating on the fact that these two teams are playing each other on Thanksgiving because it's a marquee day. There's only three games. I personally love it. I love a hot mess. So that's what we're going to wake up to on Thursday. I also see, though, that you have a play on Saints plus five and a half. Interesting game there, taking on the Bills. But hosting them at home, tough place to play. Really tough place to play. Also, the Saints are honoring Drew Brees at halftime. That gets any quarterback in any team ready to win. Doesn't look likely for Alvin Kamara yet. The running back did not practice yesterday for the Saints. It's a short week. However, if it's tough for any team on a short week, it's the away team. Buffalo is coming off of a really rough loss. Also, the Saints are 3-0 and on Turkey Day. When you've got a good head coach in Sean Payton, sometimes I don't care who's under center. That It's all relative, of course. It's just that for such good head coaches, look at what they've been doing with quarterbacks that were essentially the backups preseason. Bill Belichick, Sean Payton. I just see this being way too much of a number to not take the Saints at home. This number has gone from four and a half to five and a half, seeing some sixes. It's just getting too too much, Stormy. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky spot, though. The Bills have been so hard to read. They are hit and miss every week over the past four weeks. It's driving me nuts. Um, anything else, though, for Sunday, maybe, that you've identified as we move off of the Thanksgiving slate? Uh, a bunch of fun games coming up this weekend, but they're all pretty short spreads, it seems. 
Yeah, and this one's kind of in that middle. It's that limbo spot of Patriots minus five and a half, seeing it go to minus six. I'm going to a total, though. I like the under 44 and a half in Patriots, Tennessee. The Titans are without two of their star players. They're running back Derrick Henry and their wide receiver, A.J. Brown. The Patriots defense has been so good. They allowed the least points per game of any defense in football, just over 16 points per game. I'm taking the under 44 and a half at the Patriots at home. Ariel, I just got tweeted another hot take that I feel Uh-oh. like you could give good perspective on because you're a big NBA um, reporter as well, that NBA Christmas is better than NFL Thanksgiving. I'm just personally like very worked up about this at all, but I think you might be with it. So what's your side on this take? Nah, I love NFL Thanksgiving. Thank you. It's- yes. First of all, I'm Jewish, so I don't even really celebrate Christmas. I like to enjoy it for my friend's sake, and sometimes I have a friend who I'll go to their house for. I just would rather sit there all day. Like, while I'm anticipating Thanksgiving dinner, I'm watching football. It just makes Thanksgiving dinner come faster. It all really is relative. See, I don't celebrate Christmas, so I'm not really waiting for anything at night. If you celebrate Christmas, then the question really is, which meal is better in your family, Thanksgiving meal or Christmas meal, then your day is going to be like, I enjoy watching NFL games while I'm Mm -hmm. anticipating my Thanksgiving dinner. That is an excellent point. But just remember, everybody, save your turkey for after the afternoon game, you know, so you don't want to fall asleep, get too tired during the day. Or throw up on it. Yeah. Oh, God, don't do that. (laughs) Anything but that. No NBA on Thanksgiving, but there are a number of opportunities Today and in the days leading up, four games in the NBA tonight. Um, Lakers Knicks tonight. LeBron obviously suspended for the first game in his career, a little bit different. <laughs> Got Anthony Davis questionable with a non COVID illness. Derek Rose also questionable with a sore right ankle. But an interesting matchup here. Is there anything with Lakers Knicks you like? There's two props I really like. When LeBron's been out, which now we have a decent sample size, it's been, what, 10 games this year about that LeBron James has missed due to injury. Now this one is suspension. The first one, Taylor Horton Tucker. He has been so good when LeBron James isn't on the roster or isn't in the lineup. Without LeBron, 17, 28, and 25 points. I'm taking the over 15 and a half points on Taylor Horton Tucker. I also love for the Lakers all-star Russell Westbrook points, rebounds, and assists. Without LeBron this year, he's gone over this number in seven out of 10 games. Plus the Knicks ranked 20th in rebounds allowed to their opponents. Westbrook, he's going to grab those boards and probably go off when it comes to points. Love it. Great stuff. We've also got Nuggets at Trail Blazers. Blazers minus six and a half currently. Anything interest you? Yeah, I actually really like the Blazers minus six and a half. I have two people who I really trust in this business. Both live in Vegas. Key Prophet, Hakeem Prophet is his name. And then Ralph Michaels. Both of them absolutely love this play. The Blazers have this crazy stat. Not only are they six, two, and one as a home favorite, the crazy stat is also about three straight wins versus less rested teams off four straight losses, 10 and one against the spread. And we love when our bets have support. Thank you, Ariel. Thanks, Jeremy. That's Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook. When we come back, Johnny Avello joins us, and we're going streaking, but it might not be what you think. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Would like everybody listening to know and getting support online about my pumpkin pie takes. And yes, Chin, Ariel Epstein did hurt my feelings when she did not agree that pie is a quintessential holiday treat. Anyways, time now. For us to go streaking. And on Thanksgiving, no less. But like I told you last week, keep your dang clothes on. This is a family program. No one wants to see that. What we do want to see is which teams playing in the NFL on Thanksgiving have their streaks continue or end when it comes to betting trends. Starting with the Cowboys have hit four straight unders. I think this is one that ends. The total in their game against the Raiders is 51. Raiders are going to get you two touchdowns. Um, only one game they had less than 13 points, even in their last three straight losses, recently averaging 22 points per game on the year. Meanwhile, Dallas has scored over 36 points on five occasions this year, third in the NFL in points per game, lead the NFL in total yards, Raiders 26 in points allowed. Over. I'm, I like the over 51 in this one. Cowboys sticking with the boys. 4-0 against the spread after their last four losses. Yeah, I think this I think this one continues. Um, Raiders, Cowboys, like we said, seven, seven and a half, depending where you get it. Three of those against the spread bounce backs include the loss to Denver, which was a 43 to three beatdown. Uh, sorry, and then a 43 to three beatdown of Atlanta. So those two, very good. Um, another get right game after an ugly 19 to nine loss to the Chiefs. Kansas City's defense was significantly improved. Meanwhile, the Raiders, I don't think have it. They've been kind of, in shambles recently. Next one here. Bills are 0-5 against the spread in their last five games against the Saints. Short road favorites again this week. Minus four, four and a half at New Orleans. I think this one ends. Bills bounce back from the Jags loss with a Jets beat down. I expect the Bills to be fiery, regain some position in the division. I know Josh Allen has looked broken, but I get the gut feeling that, you know, you're just going to get your screwdriver and your tools and tighten up all of those lost loose bolts fixing things they'll be competitive last one here saints have hit four straight overs are we going streaking we're going streaking total versus the bills 46 46 and a half gone over that number five times the last seven games bills have been hit or miss i know but win or lose their last two games still over 56 points scored combined and then all the trends are out the window for bears lions so we're not going to get into those ones this is going to be an ugly game Time now to welcome in Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings, our guy Johnny Avello, who joins us every week on the program. Johnny, how you doing? Hey, Storm. I'm doing good. Thanks. Good, good. Happy to hear it. And I know you're going to have a lot of fun this week with Thanksgiving games galore in all sports, it feels like. Um, what is the, the handle like for that Lions-Bears games that I just talked about? Because it is going to be an ugly game, but it's still the NFL, right? So people are going to get in on it. This is all true. Um, there, you know, there, there's three games, of course. The, the first one is 9.30. That's us on the West Coast. That's East Coast, 12.30. That will be the weakest right of the day. No mm -hmm. question about it. Uh, the game means nothing. means something, of course, for the Lions who'd like to get a win. It means something for the Bears because maybe their coach won't get fired. So there's obviously there is some implications there for other things besides playoffs. The other two games... Uh, the Raiders and the Cowboys, that should be a tremendous right. 
Uh, I would think they're going to bet the, the, get, the line is now up to seven and a half from seven. So we're certainly seeing some early cowboy money and that may continue. But the Cowboys should be involved in teasers and money line bets, whereas the Raiders, I believe, on our network will take some straight money line bets. Uh, people are going to be looking to get plus 260, 270 uh, and take a shot with, you know, making a nice payday. And of course, the last game is the Bills and Saints. Uh, that game is now shot up to six. And uh, that two teams that are certainly in the playoff hunt. And I would think that game's going to be one of the bigger rights of the night. So two out of three ain't bad, Stormy. No, not bad at all. How have the public typically done in the Thanksgiving games? I know that like Thursdays in general tend to be pretty tough to bet historically. But what about Thanksgiving? We have three Thursday games. Uh, I've had my head handed to me on, on Thanksgiving at times. Um, you know, if all the sides get there or if the Cowboys get there and the Bills get there and I don't know if it makes a difference in the first one, let's call it the Bears. It could be an ugly day for the books. Um, but, you know, the books need a, need a little bit of a mix. They need one of those dogs to win in those, uh, that, that you know, that 130 or that 520 game. But I've had tremendous uh, Thanksgivings and I've been stuffed so to speak. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. Uh, as we look ahead to Sunday real quick, we've got some news just within the hour a little bit ago that for Jets Texans, it looks like Joe Flacco as well as Mike White are both going to be out in COVID-19 protocol. Fortunately, Zach Wilson is good to go. It appears back from that PCL strain, but curious what that does for you guys at the books and your numbers with Jets at Houston this week. I know it was minus two and a half. Yeah, really not a whole lot. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is, this is, this is not, this is, when you look at the, I think this slate, first of all, this NFL Sunday slate is an excellent slate. When you look in a little bit deeper, there's some really good competitive games and games that are meaningful. That game is not. <laughs> uh, so that game will probably be the least amount of money written on it, but uh, nevertheless, it is an NFL game. It's just, it's going to get lost in the shuffle at the 10 o'clock. If it was an isolated game, I guess you'd be forced to bet it. But uh, this game, I think, will, might be one of the lowest handles of the year of an NFL game. Oh, I love it, though. You're like Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco, whoever it is, we don't care. It's going to be a game. Uh, just hopefully Zach Wilson doesn't get injured because Josh Johnson, now the only available quarterback in that room, it appears as of now. Um in college football action, there's also a number of college games on the slate for Thanksgiving to help kick off rival week. Oh my gosh, I can never say it. Rivalry week. Oh my gosh, that is a mouthful. I can't get ugh. rivalry. Good job. I can't job, I don't think I should host a show if I can't say this anymore. <laughs> but do you expect to get much action on those Thursday games or is everybody invested in the NFL? Uh the Thursday game, the, you know, the 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 first game, Mississippi, Mississippi State. Uh, I think that's a game that that'll write some business. Uh, Fresno, San Jose State, not so sure on that one. Uh, then you know the Friday games. There's a couple of decent ones in there. The the K State Texas game might be okay. Uh, Nebraska Iowa might be okay. Um, it's not it's not a tremendous slate certainly for the for the uh, Fridays. But Saturday Saturday. Uh, okay. <laughs> about kicking off the day with uh, a couple of 10 and one teams. I think that might be the biggest handle of the Saturday slates. Now, with that being said, that's a nine o'clock game on the West coast. If that was positioned more in, in around the four thirty area, 
uh, that could be one of the biggest rights of, of a college football game this year. I still think it's going to do extremely well. So let's get it. Like, who is getting more of the money in Ohio State, Michigan? Obviously, Ohio State just had a dominating, just clobbering win the other day against Michigan State. Um, are they getting bet hard again here? Or are people thinking, hey, maybe maybe Harbaugh and Michigan are going to do it. Maybe this is the year. They are dominating right now. But remember, there's only probably 10% of the money in. Uh, by the time we get to Saturday, I would expect that this, I can't see this line going much higher than, a, than an eight, possibly an eight and a half. But I also would expect that there's going to be customers out there taking a shot with Michigan on the money line because it's probably Michigan win or Michigan not in the picture at all. So I think that's the way this game will get back. Would be a massive win if they could get over that hump. Um, two other just marquee big playoff picture type games with implications. Alabama-Auburn, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. I know you said it's still early, only about 10% of the bets coming in, but who's getting the edge from the public in those two? Yeah, you know, the Alabama-Auburn, uh, you wouldn't think you would see a game between these two with a spread of 19 and a half, but that's where it is. Uh, we opened 18 and a half. At the time, I thought maybe we're a little high on this, but uh, we are not as this thing continues to, to head as Alabama, uh, even a stronger choice. Um, the, in, in the Oklahoma-Oak State game, obviously uh, Oklahoma is not going to be competing in the final four for college football, but Oak State could be if they win this game, continue to run the table because of, you know, this game and maybe some strength of schedule. I looked at their, you know, how they get in. Uh, they have, they'd have to leapfrog a Notre Dame. And can that happen? I guess it can. Um, but this game has been bet Oak State so far. We actually op opened Oklahoma one. We are up to Oak State three and a half. So, uh, it's been Oak State money as of now. Really great stuff, Johnny. Appreciate you coming on. You're welcome, Stormy. That's Johnny Vello over at DraftKings. And, of course, the college football playoff newest edition of the rankings will come out later today, just a little bit after our show closes out. On the other side of the break, Adam Kramer joins the show talking more rivalry week. I can say it, guys. I got it. I can do it. <laughs> I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Bonantoni with you live from Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook. And we're going to close things out talking all things college football, starting with my hidden gems. Last week, we went one and one, four and two since we started the segment, just picking some college football games that maybe aren't the sexiest of the matchups not everybody's getting in on but that we really like and my diamond in the rough I guess you could say this week is going to be Washington State minus one at Washington in the Apple Cup I'm not using that R word week it's mortal enemies week from here on out on my guys in the desert anyways Washington historically I know has owned this series and most people betting the game appear to be a little bit hesitant seeing Washington State as a favorite in it but After seeing them live against Oregon a couple weeks ago, they are significantly better than they were when they started the season one and three. And over their last seven games, five and two since that start, and that started before Nick Rolovich got fired, ever since Jake Dickert's taken over, they have just been very dialed in. Even in their losses, they have looked good. Meanwhile, Washington's looked pretty stunned since the firing of Jimmy Lake. Rough performance against Colorado. Losers of three straight. I think they make it four. Also, total has some intrigue here at 43 and a half, but I'd hold off to bet that um, until there's a little bit of a clearer view on the weather report. Things can get a little dicey out there. Second one, my alma mater, San Diego State, plus three against Boise State. Aztecs love to play a close game. We know that at this point. They also tend to play up or down to their level of competition, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. But in this case, with a short spread, as a dog, it's a very good thing, especially considering at the rate they've been winning, 10-1 and on the year. Their lone loss is to Fresno State, who Boise crushed this year. And I think that, combined with Boise's brand, is a big reason why the number is what it is. Boise, meanwhile, also lost to Air Force in Nevada, which are two teams that San Diego State beat this year. So I'm throwing those kind of like head-to-head type of a scenario, same opponents out of the door. Um, Another thing that's a little bit blown out of proportion for me is that San Diego State's only covered five of their 11 games this year. So that looks bad on paper, but 
as dogs of two and a half points or more. They're two of three against the spread. These teams do not like each other. Two of the best defenses in the country, only allowing roughly 17 to 19 points per game. I think they keep it close, but I wouldn't be completely surprised if San Diego State wins an 11th game. So those are my two. Washington State minus one, San Diego State plus three. Time to bring in VEASAN's own Adam Kramer, also of Bleacher Report and the No Punts Allowed podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter at Kegs and Eggs. Adam, I love that on your weekly report that you do for VEASAN.com, it's always pretty food-related. You've got the appetizer, the buffet of your college football games. But this week, you actually added in a food take for Thanksgiving. What's your turkey day take? I am so happy you brought this up <laughs> because it's very, it's very important. Fry your turkeys. You, you deserve it. Your, your party, your guests deserve it. Everyone needs to experience fried turkey. Smoked turkey, very good as well. Uh, I'm, I'm very much okay with it, but since I started frying my turkey about 10 years ago, it's, I, you'll never go back. And I fry up a couple. We have a, a nice gathering this year. I've got the brine. Everything is ready to go. Like, it's time. So fry those birds out there. I, you're going to be so disappointed. I have actually never fried or smoked a turkey before in my life. Oh, no. Okay. Well, this is great, though, because when you do experience it for the first time, you'll say, I know what this lunatic was talking about, and now I only want to eat fried turkey. So I, this is my favorite holiday because you've got great football, and this week in college football, of course, with all the rivalries that you were talking about, this is the best. And, and Thanksgiving, of course, is kind of the carryover with it. I hope everybody has a, a wonderful time eating whatever turkey, however they want to eat it. Um, because it's the best couple days of the year. Yeah, no question. I love that, that, though, that you're dropping knowledge not only on the games, but on the food as well, which I always appreciate. Which, let's get into some of those games, though, because one of the ones that I just referenced, actually, Washington, Washington State, was something that you had on your list as well. You side with me there with the Cougs a little bit? I do. This line, I feel like we're going to have company, though. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like it? Okay. And this game always produces some really weird outcomes i just feel when you look at the way washington has played you've got like one team that's trying to figure out exactly who's going to be the coach and what their future is and you have another team that's going to play for their interim coach to get that gig full time like that's pretty powerful when you look at how washington state has played i I just think generally given all washington state has gone through to get to this point it's one of the the more miraculous seasons that we're not talking about i think they're pretty good i think they're solid defensively yes i'm kind of with you there I lean toward Washington State. Yeah, when I talked to Jake Dickert a couple weeks ago, he said, I'm not an interim coach, I'm an interviewing coach. And I liked that mentality for sure. Washington State's been doing really well. Um, The marquee game, no questions asked. Coming up this week, Ohio State, Michigan. And we talked to Johnny Avello about it a little bit ago at DraftKings. He said even with just the limited bets that have been placed so far early in the week, Ohio State's getting the most of that money. Is that what you see, or do you think Michigan has a chance? I think Michigan has a chance, but I'm hesitant to, to actually bet Michigan right now. I'm going to see where this line goes. Obviously opened around, you know, seven up to eight. There's eight and a half out there that may keep going the way people are betting this. Actually, the angle that I kind of like is the, the under at 64. Now, Ohio State was superb. Stroud was incredible. He could have thrown for a thousand yards in that game if they, if they allowed him to. Like it was that good, the offensive playmakers, that dynamic. But let's go back a couple weeks. Ohio State plays at Nebraska. Nebraska, Nebraska is the thing, which is not a compliment this year. But defensively, Nebraska was up for it. Stroud looked a little, a little shook at times, and Nebraska made a game of it. 
I think this game could go under. I think Michigan's defense is really good. I think they're going to sit on the football for as much and as long as they possibly can, which is the wise strategy. But maybe Ohio State is just reaching this point of offensive domination, and Michigan doesn't have a good counter for that. But I do think the style of play will be less. They're going to have the ball. Michigan will be able to push the ball and run the ball, I believe. And if that's the case, I do like under 64 in this. It's a tough betting game because I get it. People are going to be all over Ohio State, and it's hard to argue with what we've seen. But on the road, against a really tough team, we'll have to wait and see. God, Jim Harbaugh could use this game. And you, I mean, I, that has nothing to do with betting. It's just this could, this is, they, he has to slay this dragon at some point. It just does not necessarily feel like this is the year to do it. The biggest knock against Harbaugh year in and year out. Oh, but you can't beat Ohio State. Can't beat Ohio State. It's a toughie. Uh, I also read in your handy dandy article here, you think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is one of the most underrated rivalries in the sport of college football. Oklahoma State laying three and a half at home. I think that, I think you're right. I think that is kind of an underrated rivalry. It doesn't get enough attention. Yeah, it's really one-sided, right? And that's kind of why. Like, Oklahoma has won this thing a lot. Oklahoma State has won this game twice since 2003. I really like Oklahoma State here. You know, Oklahoma last week threw for less than 100 yards against Iowa State. It's actually quite amazing when you look at that, <clears throat> that they won that game. Of course, Iowa State had a, a lot to do with that. The more I look at the way Oklahoma State's defense has played, if they can just muster off enough offense. And look, this, this crowd is going to be nuts. We may not get this rivalry depending on what Oklahoma, when Oklahoma moves to the SEC and, you know, the, the getting these out of conference games, cause it's going to be an out of conference game lined up. I think Oklahoma state is going to put everything into this game um, possible. And yeah, look, they've also played their way into the playoff discussion. So there's a ton riding here. I just think the way that defense sets up, which is now the number two ranked scoring defense in the country, tied with A&M, which is wild when you consider how good A&M has been. I really like Oklahoma State in this spot. Well, a team that unfortunately played their way out of the college football playoff standings is, of course, the Oregon Ducks after just getting walloped by Utah the way they did last week. Their big rival, of course, year in and year out, Oregon State, who last year, Tristan Jebbia gets hurt in the fourth quarter. Chance Nolan, yep. first snap of his collegiate career with Oregon State, punches in the one-yard touchdown in the pouring, soaking rain to win. And they're hungry again this year. This group of seniors went undefeated at home for the first time ever. They're bowl eligible for the first time since 2013. Do you think that they'll be equally as hungry against the Ducks? I like Oregon in this spot. Now, they're a fun team. Oregon State is a really fun team. We saw it last year. What a, what a finish. And we've seen it this year with the way defensively I thought they played, were superb against Arizona State, which has kind of fallen apart. But this is still a team trying to figure itself out. They lost to Colorado not terribly long ago. You know, they lost to Cal. And both of those games were, were on the road, right? So I think when you have a team like this that's still getting their footing under them, I, I think Oregon is still really good. I, we liked Utah. We talked about it. I thought Utah at home is just it was going to be a problem. I didn't think it'd be as lopsided as it was. I wish I had more on Utah last week. I think Oregon bounces back. I think they get the win at home. I think they cover the touchdown spread. That was such a frustrating game for, I was actually working the Oregon state game while surrounded by a bunch of Oregon people um, that were watching that game on us. Very, very frustrated and emotional, but very interesting game. Nonetheless, if you had one more pick to make in the next, you know, 30 seconds here, what would it be? There's a few, but I kind of like Boise State. I'm going to counter you. I, I think mm. Boise State has played a lot better. San Diego State, you're right, has played down to the competition. 
I think that's a really interesting spot for Boise State and LSU. Okay. Coach last ride. Tigers get the win in that one. I like that one too. But listen, Adam, we all know what happened last time you bet against San Diego State. Just saying. Not good. Thanks, Adam. That's Adam Kramer. <laughs> Make sure you check out A Better's Guide to College Football Week 13. That's going to do it for my guys in the desert. Thanks for joining us. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.